Hey guys, welcome back to the 23rd episode of Football Ninja Podcast. I'm your host Amit. Joining me is Karthik. Hey Karthik, how are you? Hey Amit, all good. How are you? Uh, good Karthik. What an amazing week we had for football. Let's start with uh, Spurs versus Chelsea. Let's straight away get into uh, from the manager's perspective here. Uh, Jose Mourinho for the first time in his manager career losing at home back to back. Do you think he's declining as a manager? I mean, he is. I mean, that's what he does, right? In any club that he goes, that's what sort of happens to him. Usually in third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just his second. Uh, and we know he's been talking about Harry Kane being not available. Yeah, also yeah, being not yeah. available. A good delay, Ali. Is <laughs> not, not, not available. available. <laughs> but uh, Regulon was not available. But, mm. you know, which team doesn't have injuries right now? Yeah, yeah. Right? Every team has. You have to cope up with that. You have to, uh, you know, compete for the top six you need. Mm-hmm. To win games, as simple as that, you cannot give excuses about injuries and you know things like that. A lot of teams are going through that, but there is definitely there is something going wrong with Jose Mourinho as always. And and as pragmatic Jose Mourinho is, uh, uh, looking at the stats, he has just kept a clean sheet of uh, 26% of his matches in charge of Tottenham. Uh, the lowest that he had before this was in his initial years in 2001-2002. Uh, and I think now Spurs is winless since 2nd Jan. Yeah. Uh, where does he stand? Do you see him getting fired this season? The second manager to get fired? He's not at Chelsea right now <laughs> to get fired. <laughs> you know, I think he's gonna... Uh, probably he'll, he'll stick at least till the end of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you never know. Nowadays, you know, club owners are getting restless. They they do fire managers. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's Spurs, which is... So it is a little. I don't think they're gonna fire because there's definitely gonna be a good uh, severance package that would be included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, no, he's not like he's not like uh, Roman Abramovich that he's gonna pay that <laughs> that amount of money. Uh, so I think they're gonna stick with him. But yeah, he's he's definitely declining. And then also the the form of Spurs has fallen down drastically right now. Uh, they have lost. They have suffered three successive Premier League defeats for the first time since November 2012. Uh, I think there's enough evidence that uh, if he would have been in any other top six club, he would have been definitely fired by now. Uh, we saw that with Lampard as well. Uh, as disheartening that is, and talking about yeah. Lampard, let's move to Thomas Tuchel. Uh, he won his first London derby. Yeah. Uh, how was Chelsea's game for you? Though the win came from a penalty, but how was the game overall? I mean, it was good. Uh, you know, you, you're seeing that improvement. Uh, you know, game on game, and definitely this was a tough game early on for mm-hmm. him. You know, when since the time he's joined. Um, but I think he managed it well. Mm-hmm. He did have an injury. Uh, Thiago Silva is out. Yeah, He'll yeah, probably yeah. be out for uh, you know at least the next game. Mm-hmm. We still don't know the extent of the injury. But hopefully he's back soon. Um, but that, he's going to be a big miss. Uh, but then I think in terms of the game, I think they managed well. Uh, Mason Mount again, the man of the match. Mm-hmm. He, he had an amazing game, I think. Uh, uh, he, missed, he, he missed a nice opportunity there to score. Yeah, I mean, it was a good save by Lourdes. That's just true. Uh, I think that there were certain improvements from Werner as well uh, mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of the runs that he was making. Uh, you saw a good connection between Aspilicueta and Werner, yeah, yeah, you know, giving yeah. some good passes around. Um, but and I think Jorginho is is back again to his best. He's he's been playing really well under Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Um, and he's also threatening Kante of his position now. And Kante hasn't been in his best form. So we, uh, when he came on against Tottenham, he did not have a very great, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, 30 min- 30 odd minutes that he was on. So. I think they are playing well. Kovacic is doing well, so he's uh, it's getting there. But and I think he's doing a great job till now. Um, you know, moving the ball quickly, 
uh, which I think they were sort of lacking under Lampard, hmm. and at least creating uh, certain chances. They they did not have a lot of chances against Tottenham, but uh, they they are starting to create that. I think that's good to see. And, and uh, the Chelsea <laughs> side that we're seeing right now, I don't think so. This is the final side because yeah. he's still trying to experiment with players. And and with this experiment, we are seeing uh, Aspelicueta in his new role where he's trying to cross. I think the chance that uh, Warner obviously was a difficult chance to score, but then uh, that was created by Aspelicueta. Yeah, I mean it's it's again I I see some similarities between when Antonio Conte came in, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. definitely he's playing with a three-four-three formation as of now. Uh, I think he's going to stick with it. Uh, I think Alonso's back in the team. He's playing in his best position. That is there, uh, mm-hmm. the the left wing, scoring left goals, wing back, scoring goals. <laughs> uh, he's threatening Chilwell mm-hmm. of his position. Mm-hmm. I think Chilwell did not have a great game. Uh, you know, the first game that I mean, uh, the first game that he was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's still trying out, you know, different personnel, different people, uh, different players uh, in, in different positions. So he, he'll definitely come up with a team. I think after five or six games, he'll mm-hmm. definitely have a team that he wants to play game in game out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the defense line has been good. He, they haven't let in a goal yet, uh, so I, I think they are, they are doing good. And as an uh, uh, sorry, as an uh, Spurs fan, uh, we want to know from you guys. Uh, definitely, Jose Mourinho when he came in, and especially this season uh, itself, uh, you guys were number one. Uh, now the deal with the devil has gone the wrong side. Uh, please let us know: Is this uh, Jose Mourinho out time or not? In the comments below. Uh, moving to the next game, Karthik, uh, the highly anticipated game between uh, Liverpool versus uh, City. Uh, a lot of things have been said before the yeah. game. Uh, Klopp <laughs> going out, talking about how much uh, extra time uh, City had because of the COVID issue. And Pep Guardiola obviously talking about, I'll talk to him on the pitch. Uh, what do you say about this game, Karthik? Uh, obviously, uh, bad performance for Liverpool at home. Uh, winning, Losing back-to-back two games. Uh, uh, are they sick of home? Uh, maybe I think um, you know what's also happening is they are in a run of bad form right now, um, mm-hmm. and, and you know it's, it's uh, you know in the game against Brighton they they sort of look mentally tired. Um, <laughs> they, they 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 look tired. They did not create enough chances. They could not um, you know uh, play the game. Uh, and I think all, all all credit to Brighton. They had they they played really well. They managed the game really mm-hmm. well. Uh, you know even against Tottenham, uh, they they played an amazing one and won that game. Uh, but coming back to Liverpool, I think yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they they do have again. Allison is missing. Van Dijk is out. Have been out for a long time now. Mm-hmm. So they don't have their usual team. That also uh, you know takes a toll. Uh, Mane was out for the last game, but hopefully he'll be back against City. Uh, you know, in terms of the game, I think this has always been, uh, you know, City and Liverpool has always been, you know, the home the home team coming on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm hoping that Liverpool can bounce back uh, mm-hmm. from from their uh, losses and you know get a win against City or at least have a good game. If if not win, have a good game against them. And this is the first time you're seeing <laughs> Klopp under a lot of pressure, and uh, that uh, I think from the past. Three years that he has yeah. been on Liverpool, we have not seen this side of him. Yeah. And now that there's a lot of pressure uh, on him, uh, we see him, you know, talking just like Mourinho would do, yeah. to, like making, like starting those mental games before the game even starts. And Liverpool have failed to score three consecutive home league games for the first time since October 1984. Uh, the Reds are goalless in 348 minutes at home. Uh, so I think uh, Klopp is also frustrated at this point. 
uh, you know they are unable to score uh, goals, create uh, those chances that they used to. I think they have also been losing a lot of balls in midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's 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 definitely frustrating for him, and it's it's sort of coming out in his press conferences now. Uh, like you said, he's not seen this kind of a bad form at least in the last three years. So it is a difficult period for him, and uh, hopefully he'll he'll come out of it. But <laughs> you know. Uh, it's it's always difficult for managers when they when they go through this. But uh, do you think that this bad form of Liverpool is because they are missing like at least one key player that is Van Dijk? Uh, because on paper uh, they were better than Brighton, uh, yes. which they lost to. Obviously, Brighton is playing amazing football. Uh, the goal that they scored was that entire link was amazing. Yeah. That they, okay, the, the final shot was something that can we spoke we can speak about that. But the, the entire gameplay. Which led to the goal was brilliant. Uh, same thing uh, was very similar to what they did against Spurs as well. Uh, the goal that they scored against them was amazing. But uh, coming to Liverpool, uh, do you think that uh, Liverpool, as a team, as a defending champion, is uh, doing uh, what a defending champion should do, or they are not doing that because of the injuries? They, they are definitely not doing what they are supposed to do, and I think they were. Too dependent on uh, Van Dyke and then Allison as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison has saved their asses a lot of times, yes. and then he's also in- out injured now. Uh, so there, there's definitely you know that that plays a role. And then Henderson being in that position, he's not a he's not a mm-hmm. you know, centre back. Uh, yes, he's he's been doing well in that role, but you know it's always difficult when you when you have uh, when you have a defensive midfield playing in that role. It's it's, it's not going to be the same for sure. And uh, do you also think that when we saw Liverpool's heat map right now, they are going very narrow. Uh, right. the, the gameplay is not as stretched as that that they did in the previous season. Uh, do you like focus uh, that problem with the three strikers not in form? Uh, we saw Mane coming late, and but he could not do anything. Uh, and they have not, as 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 told earlier, they they did not they have not scored in almost four yeah. games now uh, at home. Uh, uh, so where do you I, put that? I think it's also because they missed uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold in a couple of games, and they did not get that, uh, you know, sort of that natural wit that they get from him, and uh, and that is why if you see the, the the most of the play that they have is in, is in midfield, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. in centre yeah. of the park, yeah. and uh, it's only going where uh, you know on the left side where Robertson plays yeah. you know, in in these games that that, that we were looking at, so. I, they are definitely, they are definitely more. I think it's it's all about like how dependent Liverpool are on certain players, hmm. and it's showing when when they are missing from the team. And uh, you know who they are missing right now? Uh, Andy Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. in some point of in January he had more goals than Liverpool yeah. <laughs> as a team. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's move to Pep Guardiola. The City have. 13 games uh, uh, winning streak in all competition. Uh, I think they are, uh, I think, competing with Arsenal's record when they were in. Yeah, in they are only the second team to do Yeah. Uh, uh, they talk about their form. Well, let's talk about their defense as well. I think they've incurred only 12 or 11 goals yeah. uh, in this season. Uh, I think that is also because Stones and Roman Diaz partnership. I, I think in the last uh, six games where yeah. Stones and uh, Roman Diaz have been, you know, in, in that uh, centre back role. They've just considered one goal, uh, which is which is really great, and yes. I think I think they they are they are playing well. I think we sort of underestimated at the beginning of the season that you know it's going to be mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. for City without Aguero, without mm-hmm. you know uh, Laporte, who is who was also missing through injury. But I think they are they are doing well. Kevin De Bruyne is still not in the team, but you know it's not like they're missing him. Mm-hmm. I mean they are, but you know 
obviously if if he was in the team they would have scored more goals mm-hmm. uh, for sure but uh, i think they are managing well without him and you know getting those wins they are not like you know defensively they are rock solid right now um it's difficult for teams to penetrate them yeah and also uh, defensively they are doing good as a partnership between yeah. them and then also scoring goals <laughs> scoring goals yeah so so i think it's it's working well they are not scoring a lot of goals mm. if you see the last two games they just scored uh, you know they just scored one uh, and then two against uh, burnley last time uh, not scoring a lot of goals like they usually do mm. but you know they're getting the three points and that's what matters uh, at this time and you know deservedly they are at the top of the table right now and interestingly what we're seeing with city right now is the the uh, i think gundogan was top scorer right below him yeah. there is uh, i think sterling or uh, jesus so these guys are as a unit scoring a lot of goals uh, instead of it used to be always aguero uh, yeah. uh, scoring a lot of goals but now i think they have split that responsibility in three or four players yeah i think gundogan has been has been really get uh, really good at least uh, you know at least in jan uh, he scored five goals um, only in jan in only in january so he he's been a, he's been a, a you know he's been in good form for uh, for guardiola uh, he's always been a he's always been a great player It's, but then you know he's always overshadowed by the likes of uh, you know Bernardo Silva or Kevin De Bruyne mm-hmm. but you know he he's he's getting the goals that he um you know that uh, that city needs right mm-hmm. now and getting the job done uh, the only stat that is positive for Liverpool right now is Pep Guardiola has more games at Anfield without a win so he has i think played four games one draw and three losses uh, that's the only positive thing yeah. for Liverpool right now but Do you think that shadow will change uh, coming come this game? I I I think so. I think so. But I think Liverpool uh, also would be in that you know drive to get that win um, you know at home uh, which they have been missing. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a it's going to be a good competition I think. Um you know especially Liverpool uh, you know if you see uh, this this year they have found it hard to break down teams who sit back. Mm-hmm. um you know so like burnley or brighton mm-hmm. like you saw with them but city is not going to be that team they're not yeah, going to sit yeah, back yeah. and you know so it, so hopefully we're going to see a little change mm-hmm. or or a different gameplay from liverpool and uh, it's it's going to be a good game it's going to be an exciting one this if it is not then it'll be like the, the like the yeah. arsenal united yeah. nil <laughs> or oh, the liverpool united nil oh, yeah. uh, i i i hope that doesn't happen so before moving on to the next topic uh, guys let us know is as uh, is liverpool uh, sick of home right now or not or probably we'll get this answer uh, by the, by this game uh, end of this game uh, moving to the next topic arthik let's talk about the red card controversy uh, bednerick got his uh, red card revoked yeah. uh, unlike uh, david lewis Uh, and i genuinely thought david lewis had nothing to do with that red card but his red card stays i mean it's unfortunate man i mean i i still don't see a contact i've seen yeah. it a lot of times yeah. uh, still did not see a contact maybe there was a contact but even if it was there the, he had no intention of yeah, of that contact yeah. and he was trying to slow down if you you know he he was running back but he was like trying to slow down because mm-hmm. he knew he's going to trip the guy mm-hmm. and uh, uh it's it's unfortunate that his red card uh, stood or at least it could have you know at least what what could have happened is they could have reduced the ban of three games but that also did not happen it it's definitely not a red card for me but but do you think from the perspective of the game itself i think that red card changed the entire game for bulls uh, and for un- 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 unlike uh, unlike the uh, southampton red card because the team was anyways losing and, and and that red card came out late in the late in the second half as well so that did not have that much impact and 
probably I mean, the freeze were okay to revoke that and not this i mean it does it it i don't think that matters you know we are just looking at at the incident mm-hmm. you know we're focusing on the incident we're not focusing on how much impact did mm-hmm. that have on the game but that definitely had impact that though. that did have impact but i'm talking from the referee's point of view they you know for them the mm-hmm. Im- how much impact did that have on the game should not matter right and i think in that way uh, because david lewis's red card had more impact his red card should have been revoked no but then if, that's what i'm saying if that red card would have been revoked then what happens to the final uh, you know the, the, so wolves won they won only because he got a red card and because of john tinos yeah but, but then, that would have been an equalizer not a winning yeah, goal yeah. and then they would have been one man up so it would have been 11 11 I mean it's a tough call but you know it's it's not a red card for sure for me at least for me okay uh moving to the next game uh, Everton versus Leeds Everton uh, 2-1 uh, lucky win against Leeds uh, they were on fire Leeds were playing really well I think Rafinha became the second player to uh, score home and away against Everton yeah. uh, obviously uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin scoring his eighth header just I think just behind Lewandowski now with in Europe uh, he has, yeah. he has 12 headers uh, and he has eight um Everton uh, plays United next Karthik uh, how does that put that game in perspective uh you know uh, it's it's going to be a tough one for either of the teams mm-hmm. you know it's not going to be easy for United or for Everton uh, it's Ancelotti we're talking about mm-hmm. so he's definitely going to come mm-hmm. up with a he's going to come with a strategy come with a game plan uh, against United i'm sure he's been watching a lot of videos doing a lot of homework yeah <laughs> and uh, you know it's 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 uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a good one i think uh, it will be sort of decide, decided uh you know in the midfield who who has better control of the ball in midfield and uh, you know probably it, it would also be decided uh, how marshall plays that game <laughs> he did have a nice cameo against southampton yeah that's why so whenever he scores a goal actually that has zero impact on the team results <laughs> like uh, Marshall scoring two goals in a 9-0 victory over I mean, Southampton. We have been talking about Marshall not scoring goals, and yeah. then when he scores two, uh, nobody is talking about, him, about yeah. it. You know, because, that's because, because he scored nine. <laughs> but that had absolutely no impact on the results, anyways. That that's what he does. Like when he had chances to score goals, that will have impact. He doesn't do that. So uh, I think Everton uh, United would be a really nice game. Uh, on obviously difficult game for United because it's at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think the win against Southampton would give some. confidence to the reds because uh, now that we have won 9-0 at home uh, we can uh, this would be their second chance to do a double this season i mean was it also because of the red card they were like 10 men down but that was uh, an obvious red card on my comment that, that was an obvious yeah. red card i'm not, I'm not saying that but did, that did impact the game they were yeah. like they played the entire game with 10 men so uh, but then i think everton would be a very different one uh, from, yeah i think a 10 men side uh, I'm not saying it's easy, but then uh, it's difficult to sometimes also break them. Yeah, uh, we have seen that with a lot of teams, <laughs> a lot of games. Uh, I think United won with the ten men side in FA Cup final against Crystal Palace. Uh, that was also a difficult game. Uh, guess who scored the winning goal then? Jesse Lingard, brother. He's in news. <laughs> uh, moving to Leeds before going to Jesse Lingard. Uh, Crystal Palace plays against Leeds next. Crystal Palace has seen this amazing surge of form now. Uh, they won two nil against. Oh my man! Uh, yeah. Yes, go <laughs> against Newcastle. Uh, that was an amazing game after one nil oh, down yeah. and Cahill scoring that brilliant header. Brilliant header yeah. and, and, you know, one of the you know the headers that he usually scores. And I think Crystal Palace did well. I think yeah. um, 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 they 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 did manage the game well after uh, they went down and. Um, 
So, what's your prediction? I have not asked you this question since we started this podcast. But what's your prediction? Leeds versus Crystal Palace. I think Leeds, Leeds, Leeds will win this one. They, That's attacking. the problem with Leeds, right? We we see them attacking, attacking, and we every time there's a game against Leeds, you have some X factor and you would predict them to win the game. But uh, do you think Roy Hudson side would like? play a little more careful See, against leeds uh, i mean i don't know who's going to win but i'm i'm sure it's it's going to be an exciting i mean if leeds is playing it's it's always a good game to watch you sure. know you you feel that excitement in the on the pitch it's not a boring game at all uh, no matter how the other <laughs> side is playing leeds are going to fucking enjoy the game so uh, i'm i'm still going to go with leeds winning it uh, and let's let's just talk about the goal by shelby uh, uh, harry potter is coming for you <laughs> go <laughs> That was an amazing goal. I think it was he only scores such goals, <laughs> right? He doesn't score normal goals. On par with uh, Joe Martinez's goal, I think Joe Martinez was was much, much better. Yeah, it was so much better. But there was, was a much... deflection on that goal, right? No, it wasn't. There, there wasn't no, no deflection. Yeah. But I think his first of all, his goal was from much far away. Yeah, uh, and you know, it it wasn't like. Uh, I think Shelby's goal was also more on the counter attack, and they were all running back, and he just came. Back <laughs> but Mourinho's goal was, you know, through See, the, the thing with Joe Mourinho's goal was that it took him 61 appearances to to to, to bag one, and that, that was yeah, worth it. That's worth it. Okay, the last topic: the <laughs> West Ham against Aston Villa. Uh, West Ham obviously in good form. So is Aston Villa. Uh, Am I and Jesse? Scored two on debut. I think he's the only second player for West Ham to score uh, two go- two goals on debut. Uh, what a game wa- was was that for him? And let's also talk about Martinez. Yeah, I, think I thought he was a better goalkeeper than that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Lingard's goal, uh, I mean, no disrespect to him, of course. I mean, yeah, he's a, he didn't have an amazing debut, but I think it was also a mistake from Martinez for mm-hmm. both the goals. He could have stopped that. I would expect him to stop that because he has uh, shown that in the past. He's shown that exactly. So, but but then yeah, you, he did have a bad game. Uh, you know, Ling, but Lingard getting his goals, I'm I'm happy for him. He's getting yeah, his confidence yeah. back. You know, he he probably there would have been some doubt in United supporters. You know, are we did we make a mistake losing him? Maybe, no, but I think not, but he doesn't fit in the current <laughs> United side anyways. And if he gets first team chance in Premier League, uh, I think that's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's 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 a very similar situation to Ross Barkley right now at Arsenal. Oh right? yeah, it's, it's a and both of them are doing well. I mean, at least Lingard did well on his first game. Barkley has been doing really well. So uh, are you for... saying Chelsea fans right now are not happy with Ross Barkley going to Aston Villa? No, they are. I mean, see, uh, he. I think what happened to him at first of all he was too hyped when he came to Chelsea that he's he's an amazing player he he found it a little hard to fit into that team mm-hmm. you know and he he did have some good games mm-hmm. he did score some good goals uh, but I think he still does not he still does not fit the system that uh, you know that that Chelsea is playing so uh, but I'm happy for him he's he's playing well uh, at Aston Villa doing well scoring goals. Uh, by the way, West Ham has earned 38 points from their 22 Premier League games this season. Their highest tally at this stage since 1985-86. So David Moyes is doing really well now. He's doing well. I think. I think they they are. Uh, you know. I think for their aim for this season would probably would have been a top 10 finish. You know, a top half finish. Now I think they're going for Europe. Now they are, but I think that that probably wasn't in his mm-hmm. you know objectives, so-called objectives. But I think they they are in contention if they keep playing the way they are. I think they at least you know Europa League is not too far away for them. 
Uh, and let's talk about Antonio. He gave two uh, assists. Two to... assists to that guy. Yeah. Always shows up wherever it has to be required. <laughs> he's 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 a great player. I mean, I think West Ham did miss him for a couple of games uh, when he was out injured, but now he's back. Uh, and uh, you know, they're doing what he does. Uh, West Ham plays Fulham Karthik next. Uh, what a game that will be. Uh, Fulham is in form. Uh, they are fighting away from relegation. Uh, do you think uh, something might happen in West Ham? I don't know. It might. I mean, they they have shown that you know that promise or you know uh, you know that that they can play well. But I think it's difficult for them right now. They are they are eight points away from uh, relegation. They are at now you know fourteen points right now. Uh, so it's a, it's a, they are in a difficult situation at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. They have shown that promise. There is still time for them to get out of that. There's still a lot of games uh, to play. Um, so I, I mean, but it's going to be a difficult game for them. Uh, to be honest, against West Ham, West Ham has been in good form. I think, uh, especially uh, since the time he has had Suchek and mm-hmm. Declan Rice mm-hmm. playing yeah. in that midfield, yeah. I think they have been phenomenal for him, for David Moyes. So moving to the last part of the podcast, I think predictions. Uh, let's talk about Spurs against West Brom. Uh, what do you think? West Brom, obviously, Big Simons, and uh, he and would Joseph play very, <laughs> very pragmatic. So on the st- on the ground, it'll be who's yeah, more no, pragmatic? Go with West Brom. <laughs> See, a nil nil because it's Big Simons. A nil nil is still West Brom. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go with West Brom. It's either a draw or a win for West Brom. Uh, Just because it's Big Simons. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about uh, Sheffield United versus Chelsea. Uh, Sheffield United. Uh, has seen that spike in form now. Uh, obviously, winning against the top side, United, <laughs> uh, they have now they have some form in their team. Uh, do you think this would be a, another challenge that uh, Thomas Tuchel would see? Uh... You know, in general, uh, Chelsea have had troubles. Uh, you know, with Sheffield United in the past, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's it's gonna be a tough one again because you know it's it's difficult to break them down they are, they are very uh, they are very disciplined uh, in terms of their formation so it's going to be a tough one but i think chelsea should should do so this one with that guys finishing this podcast this is your host amit this is karthik thank Have you so much for joining cheers thank you cheers